0: Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm aid And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
1: Welcome to the final episode of the season, the reunion. Are we excited or are we sad?
0: I'm so excited. I love a reunion. <laughs> I know, I do. And this is a pretty good reunion, I think. It was. I feel. I, was there new information here? Maybe even. Um. Not
1: really. Honestly, it was like a recap of D Day, <laughs> I
0: think. In some ways. In, in some, some ways.
1: ways, it really was because we had to rewatch the whole relationship all
0: over again. So, but somehow, we, you know, it, it is, I enjoyed the reunion. Like I was entertained. I think I was more entertained by the reunion than I was by D Day. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that. I agree. So before we start getting into the nitty-gritty of what happened at this reunion, we wanted to remind you guys about our Patreon. Um, We are really excited to kick it off, and we wanted to use this moment to give a shout-out to our very first patron, Marcia. Thank you so much for enjoying our show so much and for supporting us. If you would like to check out our Patreon, you can go to Patreon and search for Alter Call, M-A-F-S, and take a look at our tiers. You can commission an episode. Um we will be doing bonus episodes throughout the off season and that is where they will be on Patreon. Stay mm-hmm. subscribed here though for when we come back.
1: Yes. Do that. But um before we get into our couples, I do want to mention as an aside. I just I just never noticed this before because I don't think I used to follow um all the previous couples, but how have I never noticed how our past couples are deep in the influencer game?
0: I I find that if you... I feel like there's a really low threshold for getting into the influencer game. (laughs) I think that you can be an influencer on a small scale with like 10,000 followers. And once you get into the million range, or even a half million, I guess there's serious money there? That, That makes sense. It makes all the sense, honestly. Because again, all you have to do is
1: be on one reality show for five minutes and you have all the products. But... It's so crazy to me. They're always selling stuff. I mean, Jamie is a perpetual timeline of sales. If it's not skin, it's hair, it's diapers, she's just selling even a trip to Italy. That, it's really something to me. And I know Danielle is deep into it too. And Hers is just always funny because she was all about the, I can't be a stay-at-home mom, and I have to go to work, and here we
0: are, here we are. Well, if being a stay-at-home mom and being an influencer, it's basically the same thing. You, you get to stay at home, and you still are making money.
1: <laughs> but um, the, on, on the other side of it, though, I found that um, it's interesting that Shawnee spends a lot of time on social media. Well, Instagram, because I think she deactivated her Twitter due to haters. But she doesn't get as much sponsors
0: as the rest of them. I think I've only seen her sponsor like one or two things. For a while there, she was pushing her own company, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I assume the offers are there. I feel like once you hit a certain number on Instagram, you must get offers every day, whether they are lucrative enough to take the time I, I, to to do the the campaign, because it is work. Um. And she already has a job. I feel like so maybe that's why she's like I'm not i have a job and i have a daughter and i don't want to spend my time
1: um she spends a lot of time creating her own own (laughs) content while also saying i'm bored so i want to go with your reason but i'm really hoping it's not the other reason that i think because i see this a lot across the board on reality shows so i just what do you think it is is that because she's black Yes, uh, it's definitely a possibility. I'm really hoping that's not because we've seen this in the past. Because I just noticed that I'm like, listen, even Anthony's selling. I saw something yesterday, and I'm like, Anthony, really? Like, okay.
0: But then I, don't I go think to show Sean- so, though
1: because Diana
0: has started getting into the game too. And honestly, I guess for me, most of the influencers that I follow are black influencers. So I'm like, there's clearly a market there, just like there is for everybody else. Whether mm-hmm. or not she's able to like. I know some of these people have agents and stuff. Maybe she needs one of those. Maybe she does. But Deanna's, let me ask. Isn't Deanna strictly maternity
1: babies? Or does she have one before she got pregnant? No, she just started. Yeah. Cause that's a niche um field. But yeah, I, I mean it'll be nice and I'm hoping like maybe you're right. Maybe she doesn't want to do it, but it'll be hard for me to think of someone not wanting to get some extra dollars just to say, hey, I buy could- this. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, just something I noticed. I mean, I'm sure it's been this way for a while, but I'm just noticing it. And I'm like, wow, it's a lot good for them. Any way to make extra money, to be honest, you know what? Do what you got (laughs) to (laughs) do.
0: So back to our present couples, they are back together. It looks like in New Orleans for the reunion. And we thankfully have Kevin Frazier as the host, even though he was doing it remotely. They did a really good job because it sometimes felt like he was in the room, and I had to remind myself he wasn't actually in the room.
1: Oh, so I thought they were in LA, but that makes sense because I'm just also re- realizing that Louisiana, the acronym, is, could also be LA because I saw Woody put a post up and he said in LA. I
0: guess so- I was like, if why would they fly everybody from New Orleans and not fly Kevin Frazier in? It was very like I don't know how they came to this decision, but it was it was a well done Zoom reunion they were in the same place they were just different different rooms yeah because the bricks were the same i just assumed they built a set in two different places that looked the same
1: that makes sense too (laughs) (laughs) but it also didn't what didn't make sense to me is the fact that they said they had to separate due to the covid mandate so why are the couples able to be together they're
0: not in the same house but he had to be separated That's why I assumed it was a travel issue. Like, maybe they all took a corona test and then all could gather in one room and he took a corona test so that he could be on set with a crew, but he couldn't, like, travel to where they are so they could all be in one room together. Who knows?
1: Yeah, but that makes sense, too. Okay, I'll go with that. Okay, just things I wondered. But yeah, it was a good reunion. I mean, it was seamless. It wasn't too... I think everyone is adjusting to the new normal. Like, for people who watch, like, The Real Housewives, you can tell the difference from... The first, which was the Atlanta reunion, where it was so zoomy. And when (laughs) I see zoomy, you can tell the cameras, the squares. Okay, where am I looking at who to what people are doing now? It's becoming clearer right now. So this was very well done.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Practice is making perfect.
1: (laughs) So we'll start with Amani and Woody. I think because they ended the D-Day, we just go ahead and start with them and feel good. And I'm glad, first of all, can I say that I'm glad that Kevin Frazier was the host. I think he's great. I usually call him the Andy Cohen um, heir apparent because I think he calls people out. I was very impressed with what he did last season with, not Brandon. What's Brandon's Michael? Friend, Michael. You know, called him out like he doesn't hesitate. He's not shy. And he actually watches the show.
0: No, he That's definitely a, watches the show.
1: <laughs> that is a dig on Sean Robinson, who hosts 90 Day Fiance, who I am convinced has not watched a minute of the show.
0: (laughs) And Andy Cohen has been slipping lately, too, because we can tell that he does not watch Below Deck.
1: Yes, he has. Because he
0: hosts a reunion and does a terrible job every time.
1: Yes, so I'm really glad that he, you know, is in there. And as we mentioned earlier, he was in a separate space. So they start um, with Amani and Woody sitting together. Amani looks gorgeous. Amani was like in a tan... I think tanked up and silk pants and Woody, of course, he's all
0: decked out. I think white is his favorite color. I did not enjoy Amani's outfit. Actually, (gasps) the outfit was fine. It was the top. I felt like her boobs needed more support. It wasn't that bad. It looked pretty bad from the side, too. Anyway, I didn't enjoy it. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I enjoyed Amani and Woody because they're Amani and Woody, but I did not enjoy her outfit.
1: (laughs) Well, again, I think white is Woody's color because his suit was like a... It's, the Majority of it was white It was like plaid or whatever But his pants were really tight But Amani says that she's taking Woody's last name And Woody seems genuinely surprised And also really excited about it But she says she tried But everything is still closed And it was good to see them still so happy Woody's hand is on her lap And as they're watching their journey And we have that little square Where they're watching them And they're laughing and cracking jokes But um I said Amani looked very pretty, but did you notice that she had lipstick on her teeth? I did not notice that. And I'm like, why did nobody tell her? It's right there. But um, for Kevin Frazier mentions that they are now six months married. So by the math, I'm guessing this they filmed this in August. Yeah, which was kind of a while ago. <laughs> I know. They should have just given him more time. But I think it's, it's still better than what are some seasons where they do the reunion and like two weeks later and you're like, what? Who cares? Like, no one knows what that is about. She tells us that Woody is still consistent. He still makes her feel safe and still is um, romantic. And <laughs> we see an unseen footage with Dr. Viviana. So I guess she was telling the truth that they just cut short the visits
0: by the experts, which, again, makes no sense to me. But okay. no. So this one was where, remember when she came and talked to all the couples who hadn't had sex yet? Apparently she came and talked to all the couples, but they cut out the two that she talked to with, who had actually had sex. So that was Amani and Wendy, and Bennett and Amelia.
1: No, I do remember. I'm just saying, like, she's right that they didn't show it all and they cut it out.
0: Oh, okay, because she posted something about how they talked during quarantine, and I thought that's what you were referring to.
1: Oh, yeah, that also, but just in general, of them just cutting cutting it out because we thought it was weird that they talked to the people who weren't having sex, but then didn't talk to the people who were having sex. So they really did cut that out. I just thought they didn't talk to them at all, but Hmm. to see that. So she asked who initiated sex in the scene and they said Woody did and he made her feel comfortable. She gives him props for that. And Dr. Viviana makes a weird comment where she says she knows one person is more experienced from the matchmaking special. And I'm just like, okay, now, Aid, we really have to watch this matchmaking <laughs> special. What did they discuss? Like, how do you say I'm not, that? what? I, I have to see the the makings of this conversation, so. And then she says, um, she's a big fan of women reading erotic literature every day. May I have your thoughts, Aid? <laughs> That's not a
0: bad idea. What? I mean, I that mean, was the very book, strange. I, as a homework assignment, okay, it's a little odd. If you want to encourage people to have sex, reading a book about sex is not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, does she say the same about watching porn? I, I don't know what
0: erotic literature is gonna do. I don't know. Do you think that she, Dr. Viviana, said reading like instead of just like watch porn? I, maybe I I don't think married at
1: first sight is a place where you just say. Watch porn.
0: I know I, I exactly yeah.
1: on Lifetime. It has that vibe. <laughs> so I'm thinking that. So for me, so I get the idea is getting you in the mood and getting things. But in 2020, telling anyone, and I don't think men, women, I think women watch just as much porn. Like there's a, there's a, there are things out there, you know, research that shows it's really high too. But to read, I think that's what threw me off. I don't know anyone that's uh, adults that wants to read to get in the mood. So. <laughs> Well, they, um, they talk about their families, and they talk about how they spend a lot of time with their families, and I think it's, you know, I always like when um, people's families get along and get together, and it's really good to see that Woody, he's talked a lot about his journey with his dad, and it's nice to see that he gets along with, their two dad- with her two dads, um, and it just wasn't for, you know, the TV show um they talked about moving and this is the second time woody is mentioning moving and a little part of me wondered where he wants to move to don't ask me why but the two locations i had in mind was like atlanta or la
0: do you think that he wants to be in the entertainment industry or just do you think he likes his vibe fits the vibe of those cities both okay i think he woody's about that life
1: i think woody's cut out for that life (laughs) and yeah so it'll be interesting to see where they move to. Even though they both seem like really um have the, they have strong New Orleans roots. So yeah, I'm curious to see where they move to. So Kevin Frazier asks Woody if he's open about everything to Amani, and he Big Fan knows this is a fake out, and he makes a big fuss about something Woody has to say and they cut to commercial. And before they cut to commercial, I noticed that Amani has a necklace that has a W and I thought that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> they come back from commercial and Woody manages to get on one knee. And I say manages because his pants were very tight. <laughs> and I was like, please God, don't let it split because but he gets on one knee and he says he never thought this would happen to him and how much he loves her. He can't imagine. He gives us the Woody Amani special. He starts crying and <laughs> I did wonder. I was like, I, ho- I wonder what Karen thinks about Woody and all this crying. <laughs> I <hope> it's okay. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> no, I just thought about it because Woody has cried a lot. Like, he has cried a lot expressing his emotions to Amani. And I what know that was something.
0: He's cried more than the other guys on the show. But I don't yeah. think he's cried that much. Like a couple times when things were very emotional. No, I mean, okay, he's crying more than the other guys.
1: Let's put it that way. But every time he does, I just hear that statement, and I'm like, oh god, I hope she doesn't look at him sideways. But anyways, he says he knows the show gave her a ring, which I was surprised he said that out loud, and they left it in. But he <laughs> thinks, he thinks that she'll care more if this comes from him. And do you remember when he went to Diamond Exchange or wherever he went to, and he said, "I'm diamonds direct." Yes. <laughs> I guess he went back and he proposes to her. Amani does tear up and she tells him how much she appreciates him. And it was a really, really cute moment. I didn't even think it was like a TV moment. It just felt really genuine
0: for he both. He could barely get the words out. Like it was incomprehensible what he was saying. Yeah. Like for yeah. our life itself, I was like, "What are you talking?" But the emotion definitely came through, which is. I'm doing, and you know, other people have done this in the past, but he's basically saying, I'm doing this for me. Like, I know we're on a TV show, they have choreographed a lot of stuff, but this yes. moment is just because I want to, which begs the question why are you still doing it on the TV show? Why are you doing it? So- <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's all part of their love DNA. We met on TV, we married on TV, we bonded on TV. You might as well get this proposal on TV. They're not the ones that, like, let's keep some things for ourselves. I mean, Amani does say, my personality was built for this. So, you know, you might as well. And like, if she had a personality where Woody was the same way he was and her personality was more private, then maybe it would be like, let's keep this for ourselves. But, you know, this is them. They're out there to whatever. You might as well complete the trifecta, so to speak. So it was cute. I didn't I didn't side-eye them. I didn't think, ugh, TV moment, even
0: if it was. But it didn't feel that way. <laughs> I didn't either. I just wanted <laughs> to. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but can I tell you that Woody was sweating? I know, all the way, Kevin Frazier was like pointing it out. He's like, look at you with your shirt all wet. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, the lights are hot. I'm like, no other men sweated out of their shirt, just you.
1: (laughs) But Amani's happy and she says this is the definition of a fairy tale. And that was all I had for them. It was cute.
0: It was cute. I enjoyed it. They were the same they always are. So next up is Olivia and Brett. Brett is not in the same studio as Olivia. He's at home. Kevin asked him about it. And he says it's because of like a work COVID precaution thing. Do we believe that? Because I do I- actually. Okay. But he was at the D-Day. Yeah. That was two months ago. Like, I feel like it was one of those things, like maybe one of his coworkers tested positive. Anyway, I'm going to go I- ahead and I- believe Brett. Oh, I didn't believe it, but. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, Kevin Frazier asks if there's any feelings. And Olivia says no feelings, but she wishes him well. They started on a good no. Olivia says she learned what she will truly stand for, someone who's into me. And she didn't think Brett was into her. You can tell Brett's, like, getting a little upset here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's I have- feel like Brett felt like he was being misrepresented. And he said he went into it, you know, with no expectations and willing to compromise and make the marriage work. She's like got a little like huffy because she said that he told her that she wasn't what he asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia says that it makes her frustrated. She's still sitting here months later and she has no idea who Brett is or what makes him tick. Brett says neither of them were incentivized to to make it work, so it just died. And Kevin Frazier is like, why? And he's like, a lack of chemistry and compatibility. I think we just didn't click, and it led to divorce. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness! I mean, they did a lot of talking, guys. It's a continuation, part two. It, it, and to me, like they're not one of those couples where there's like one reason why they broke up. It was yeah. a multitude of things. It was one thing on top of the other and another thing. And mm-hmm. so I think why these conversations are not that interesting is like, oh, now it was this. Oh, now it was that. Oh, it was this. It doesn't matter. None of them are anything that you guys can overcome yeah she referenced that once again like there were moments of him checking himself out in the mirror and it just was a turn off <laughs> or he would do something sarcastic or kind of his asshole ways it's <laughs> just like come on At least and, I say the degrading thing again
1: i thought uh, she was gonna say it again
0: lee <laughs> talked about her inflexibility and that she's very judgmental and she has strict criteria and once she realized I wasn't that criteria she just shut down and then he's like you know it just felt like it was someone who you wanted someone who's going to slide into your routine. you were collecting a husband as an accessory and then they discussed like they're the, clearly the both of them have spent way too much time on social media and by way by too much time I mean zero Word to the wise, if you go on reality television and you would like to survive mentally intact, do not go on social media. But no, no one does that. They go on social media and then they get upset about what people say about them. Mm-hmm. And don't listen to this podcast either or any other podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't think that any of the portrayals of anybody is correct.
1: Hmm. You know, only villains, well, I guess that makes sense. Well, I was about to say only villains say that. <laughs> <laughs> but nice said, people but never say
0: were... <laughs> oh i'm not as nice as <laughs> they
1: but you know what you signed up for
0: you signed over the power to let them do it but you don't give them the material which is you what can't... olivia said she said that the immortal words they can't edit what you didn't say <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no everybody's highly edited context is missing then Kevin asks if they're dating anybody. And Olivia, good God, she's just like, he's dating like wildfire. Uh, my friends show him his Tinder matches. And I'm thinking to myself, isn't that a violation of your contract? You shouldn't be on Tinder while people are trying to figure out whether or not you stayed married on married at first sight.
1: Yeah. Also, who are these friends who keep forwarding it to her? How does this help her?
0: I'm not going to lie. When my friends get divorced or break up with someone and then... <laughs> Then their ex shows up on my whatever. I always forward it to them. Oh. You don't do that? No. (laughs) That doesn't help with the pain.
1: Because here's the thing. There's this thing where you might not have feelings for someone, but it's still like, just like, ugh. And it doesn't help with the process.
0: Maybe I'll stop. (laughs) 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 Then they start arguing about money again. So we've gone full circle. Because she's like, well, dates are expensive and she's getting hate. See, this is why you shouldn't read your press. She's getting hate for wine and trips. He's a serial dater. Doesn't he spend money? He goes on these dates. (sighs) Then Brett is like, you can't tell me how I felt. And then Olivia repeats this like accusation that she's had that I don't think is true. I don't think you went in on the idea of finding love. I felt like you felt like going on a TV show. Say what you will about Brett. I don't think he came on TV for the influencer game or for attention. I actually think he did come in with, you know, decent intentions. I don't know if he has it in him to be a good husband, but that's a separate issue.
1: Yes, I agree. I think they both fed fed off each other's, whatever the word you want to call it, when they both realized, like, it was just not a good match and they were not vibing. They both fed off of that and just brought out the
0: worst or close to worst of each other. I don't know. (laughs) Not the best of each other. The fact that they both, I mean, I don't think Olivia looks that bad. I think Brett looks like an asshole because he is an asshole a little bit. Um, But I just, you're right. Like, they, not only do they, they bring out the worst in each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was, they ended on their very negative note, to be honest. They did.
1: And I hope. Olivia gets over this. Like, I think as I was watching it, I was hoping that this experience. I know she said she didn't regret the experience, but I'm hoping this experience doesn't make her oh, like not jaded because I don't think she's jaded. She really wants a husband, but harder, especially with social media comments. Like we all know, social media comments are harsher these days. Coming from the person who made her her bunt ash yesterday, but <laughs> <laughs> but. I'm just hoping it doesn't, you know, taint her in some way. Because she just really seems... I know he said, like, she said she's indifferent. But she just seems so
0: angry. And I'm I'm starting she- to wonder if her anger... And this is different from Decision Day up until now. Is the anger about Brett now? Because I feel like now we've transitioned to anger over her portrayal on the show. And I know people gave her crap. But, like, Olivia needs to go find some people. Like, who have really gone through it with social media. Social media has not been that bad to her. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't I don't know what her anger is. Well, I had my my guesses from the last episode where I said it's just the fact that this guy is just a stain on her white. So she just wow. really that it's Brett. <laughs> but I don't know, it's two months later since they filmed that and she still seems so angry and she still knows about his dating. Like for me my pride if i'm there with a guy like especially one i don't even like and they talk about the dating i'm not chiming in i'm just gonna sit there and act like i'm not interested but <laughs> she's chiming in and she's all oh he's dating like wildfire oh i see it oh he acts match- like you sound like you care like girl act like you don't care even if you do so that's what i guess not bothers me but that's what i'm like huh that's kind of like you know what it's been not that it doesn't hurt and of course, it's on you know national television. But you know, I hope she gets over it because bread is not worth it.
0: It really isn't. It's
1: is not worth it at all. So, and also, I guess when she was listing the things that she wants, I guess now she knows she definitely doesn't want kids because she listed that as what yeah. she wants now is—that she doesn't want kids. But you know what? My overall thought was kudos to these people for talking about this shit over and
0: over and over again. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. kudos nothing. I'm like, please <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm not gaining anything, you're not gaining anything. That's how I felt watching this. <laughs> <sighs> so our next couple, Bennett and Amelia, for some lightness and, and goodness, for goodness mm-hmm. sakes. They piped in from Virginia. She's doing residency, so she's working a lot. They're still married. Um it, they referenced the tattoo again. Tane. It was a prison tattoo. <laughs> yeah, we were right. It was a stick of <laughs>
1: <laughs> that
0: explains it. <laughs> Kevin was like, How did you come up with the idea? And he's like, Oh, my friend had the stick in the poke and I wanted to surprise her. Oh. Mm-hmm. I hope one day he covers it up with a nicer version.
1: I hope it fades away into the oblivion.
0: Oh, even better. <laughs> uh, Amelia's doing family medicine. Kevin said that people thought she should be a pediatrician. I don't know who those people were. I wasn't one of them. I'm not. I get her- that she's fun, but I actually don't think she's childlike. Yeah. They talked about working during the pandemic and she says it feels good to be contributing and helping people. Then Bennett helps her pick food out of her teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They talk about taking precautions, their testing and being hygienic. Um, They talk about the change because Bennett got a job. Yay, I was so happy. I was way happier than I thought I was happy. I I actually said yay out loud. Me too, I was so happy. And he's a solar consultant, so he's helping people switch to solar, which I don't want to assume anything, but I, I'm going to assume that that really matches, like, his beliefs and, like, what he wants for the future in mm-hmm. the world, yeah. and he gets to work on it in a capacity that I think probably makes pretty good money. I'm so happy for him.
1: I am. I, I just, I, I was hoping Virginia would be good for him. Just a change from your environment, but yeah, good good for him. They talk oh, about how I, it's... Sorry. Stick it to Thaddeus, who said that he was going to be home and she's going to come back and walk him like a dog. Ah. Suck and it, Thaddeus. face your face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, they talk about how the big difference now is that they went from neither of them having a job to both of them having a job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it is kind of hard not getting to spend a lot of time together, but they're both excited about their job, so they feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, They said they see her family once a week because they're close by. And they talk about how they haven't had time to talk about kids because now they get to talk about normal stuff. They're like, now that the camera left and isn't making us talk about things that we don't really want to talk about, we get to talk about what we want to talk about. And seeing as how they just moved, one of them's a medical resident and one just started a new job, why would they be talking about kids right now? Yep, just enjoy each other. I mean, plus there's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> ah, So they... they then said that they wrote a song for Kevin Frazier. Oh,
1: boy.
0: So they start singing. This song wasn't good. It, it wasn't up to the musical stylings that we've had before. <laughs> but I didn't remember mean, it, they made re- it good. <laughs> so they, they, it was all right, but they started singing this. My favorite thing, the song is talking about I Need a Good Movie. And right <laughs> at the moment that they start singing about I Need a Good Movie, Lifetime pops in an ad about their, their holiday movies. I was like, did Lifetime tell them to write a song about a movie so they could advertise their holiday movies? They took advantage of the moment. (laughs) Uh, And that was kind of how they ended their segment.
1: Yeah, I think they're cute. I feel like, I mean, this could just be me. I feel like Bennett had an air of maturity about him. Like, he was still kooky, but he just sounded, especially when he was talking about his job. But I also could concede with the fact that I could be projecting just because I was happy he got it. <laughs> but I I do wish that Kevin Frazier asked them if they'd had their first big fight because I think as of the show, they hadn't had any, you know, issues or anything like that. So I was just curious to
0: see if, you know, that had happened, so. All right, so that's it for Ben and Amelia until they come back for the group one later. Yeah. Okay, so next we're on to Karen and Miles. Karen looks beautiful. Amazing. (laughs) And her faux loc hairstyle was beautiful. I'd seen it on Unfiltered a couple times, but she just looked amazing. Amazing. She was great. She always looks great, though, to be honest. She does generally look amazing, but I I really was this time like, oh, my God, you look amazing. Mm -hmm. The outfit, the hair, everything. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) So Kevin asked about her being closed off, and she said she doesn't think she was closed off. That <laughs> she, has to be, she has to be true to herself, and you can never really be prepared for this. She <laughs> just thought it would be easier, and she just you don't fully know what you're getting. I actually kind of get that. <laughs> but be true to yourself off the show. <laughs> but- I, like... Throughout the course, and you know, I'll go through everything they say. But I had like a one hundred and eighty degree like flip on the two of them. Mm-hmm. The two of them together on that couch were like a completely different couple than we've ever seen before.
1: It was fire. It was <laughs> and street then out the Wazoo.
0: <laughs> and then, but the Karen who was there reminds me of the Karen who I had seen on Unfiltered more than the Karen who I saw on the show. Mm. Um so they talked they like they were just laughing and so Mouse she like made a joke about how he wasn't used to someone like not being into him and she's like Mouse has never had a girl deny him. <laughs> <laughs> and then they made it sound like we were going to learn something about Mouse's social media that she had never seen before said before that she saw the night before the wedding and they talk about how it's like unprecedented that she got to find out who it was beforehand. And she just said that they were, he was sharing more than what she's used to. And it's an emotionally overwhelming um, moment. And But she wanted to find out her happy ending. So she walked down the aisle. Kevin said that he wanted to give Miles a hug because of his <laughs> patience. <laughs> and Miles admitted that he was thinking of saying no up until he was on the on the couch. And he just didn't know how invested she was. And then these people are playing it close to the chest, which is fine um he said that there were things that she shared with me that were I guess very open and deep I don't know Mm. um happened three weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) Kevin then asked at that point if they're still together but you know I'm like Kevin do you have eyes do you not see how close they are on the couch of course they're still together (laughs) it was exciting like deciding where they want to live and they signed a lease then Kevin asked when did they have sex Tane did you notice that they never answered that question? yep
1: <laughs> well he just he didn't he didn't explicitly say when did you have sex i think I, are you referring to when he said are your needs being met and then he quickly followed up with physically and emotionally right i feel like he was maybe i was that was
0: the question that i was hearing
1: oh yeah that was the question he asked he never explicitly asked because i don't think i think karen would walk off if they asked that <laughs> directly <laughs> so he was just like so, Miles, are your needs being met, you know, and blah, blah. And then, yeah, Miles goes around and around, and she shows up every day. I'm like, okay.
0: And he did mention something about how there was a moment where they just emotionally connected. But he didn't say whether that emotion, that moment was before or after Decision Day. No, it was three weeks before. <laughs> three Sorry, weeks guys, before. I'm going to stop. <laughs> if there's anybody who didn't listen to the last episode that does not understand the three weeks reference. <laughs> Tane?
1: Yes, on D-Day, they kept talking about how they weren't sure and they were trying to, you know, match each other. And then Miles made reference to, he didn't think she was capable until about three, four weeks ago. And then when she, Karen, was talking, she also said, I feel like our marriage just started three weeks ago. We don't know what happened three weeks ago, but they made mention of three weeks ago a lot of the times. So I'm just being funny, quote unquote saying three weeks ago, whatever mysteriously happened then. But
0: I mean good for them because whatever happened is why we're here today. So then Kevin Frazier asks, How is Karen's mom? Because Karen's mom had a lot to say in the beginning. <laughs> Notice we never saw Karen's mom again. Again. <laughs> um Karen says that her mother loves Miles, that she calls him, that she texts them, and that her mom was a Miles fan from early on.
1: Then is they talk she, about, Is that true? Oh I yeah, think she she, does. she was. I'm remembering the brunch, sorry. Yes, she was a fan.
0: So then they talk about children. They say kids aren't coming anytime soon, but a dog might be coming sooner or later. So in the honeymoon, there was a reference of a foot race. Miles was convinced that he could beat Karen in a foot race. So when they went to go play, was it bocce was it what they played with Emilia Bennett? Mm-hmm. There was a cut scene that we had never saw where they did the foot race. And Amelia and Bennett were like the hurdles for the foot race. <laughs> Those two, man. <laughs> So Karen fell during the foot race. So Miles won. We we don't know who's faster. We just know Karen fell. That a um, nasty fall too. I was like, I hope she's okay. He helped brush the <laughs> dirt off her, and she just talked about how Miles is super super competitive. <laughs> and then they make jokes about how Miles is America's sweetheart. <laughs> he is. Okay, so I don't have much of anything else for Karen and Miles except for my one eighty is that I think last week. By last week, I mean last episode, which wasn't even a week ago, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is not good, but now I'm like, They're fine. And their social media posts, now that they don't have to hide anymore, just like you guys are so
1: cute, yes, it is. And listen, listen, I know I'm one of the people that was hard on Karen, I can feel all the Karen and Miles shippers feeling so vindicated. And you know what? I'm happy, I'm happy Miles got what he wanted. But I can only go by what I was seeing and what we were seeing on TV was not good. <laughs> it's just not, you know, what we wanted to see. So I'm glad that, you know, they were privy or Miles was privy to things that we weren't privy to and he felt, you know, the need to be patient with her and I guess vice versa. I don't know what Miles flaws were, but as long as they're happy, at the end of the day we want them to be happy and like Aid said, their social media is what turned me around cuz i'm just like if look at seeing karen look at miles lovingly i'm like what is this view <laughs> what what and miles is just so happy and that's all he's ever wanted so you know i hope it really really works out for them and I, they're happy i love it
0: so that was- i did find karen said something about how when miles started really opening up to her about his needs is when she like flipped that switch I don't know what to make of that, but yeah. good for them. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Because I, I saw him and I was like, okay, let me not, you know, rain on their parade. They're happy. But it just seems like, okay, when he showed you and not aggressive, but like the ugly parts, that's what you responded to. Not when he was being patient, being nice and, you know. But can I just say that you could tell Miles and Woody have the same barber.
0: <laughs> They're ed- <laughs> sharp. Too sharp. <laughs> Too sharp. <laughs> I did not notice that, but, you know, they are always very... I don't know if I love all their fashions, but I appreciate people at least put effort into it. They iron their shirts. They think about what goes with what. They're two very sharply dressed men. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right.
1: They saved the best for last, and then with Christina and Henry, um, Christina seemed uncomfortable to me from the get-go, but maybe that was just me. And he asked her how frustrating it was to see her husband not making a move. And she said she would have preferred it. She said she wasn't frustrated, is that what she said? No, 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 I'm sorry. Scrap all that, I'll start from scratch. So Christine Henry is sitting on there and Kevin Fraser asks how frustrating it was that her husband didn't make a move. She says she would have preferred it if it came naturally. I don't know, she never really answered it. Then he switched um, gears and says, were you not craving intimacy from Henry? And this compulsive liar says, no, she wasn't. <laughs> compulsive liar. All season liar. long, this is all we heard, was I want him to make a move. Why isn't he making a move on me? And then she goes, no, I didn't want to force someone to do what they didn't want to do. What? You know what? Anyways. So Kevin asked if in the beginning, if he thought, he asked Henry if he thought it had a chance. And Henry never quite says yes. This is my biggest frustration with Henry. He's not a direct person. He goes around and around. He says he sees why they were matched on paper. And I remember Aid says, the minute someone says on paper, that is not a good thing. (laughs) But he does end it, though. He said it was struggle bus. so. (laughs) So, yeah. And then he goes off. He's like, for people who think that I don't crave physical intimacy with a woman, they're crazy. And that, you know, he just had concerns early on about Christina, that she had a five-year relationship, which she just ended eight months before the wedding. So he already had concerns from the beginning. And that's why, you know, he never really got into it from the very start.
0: I do not buy for one second that eight months is not long enough to get over a five-year relationship. I agree. It's irrelevant because we'll find out more later, but yeah I agree but I feel like oh after I break up I want to be by myself yeah but not for eight months
1: I do think that there was probably more to the story that he didn't want we'll, yeah,
0: to say yeah we'll get to her. that
1: but even besides that for me I just think he wasn't attracted to her from the beginning mm-hmm. that he's saying all these things but whatever if it was someone he was attracted to it wouldn't be an issue but he wasn't attracted to her from the minute she walked down the aisle So Christina says that, you know, since the show ended, she's been in Mexico. Because Kevin asked her, what have you been doing? And I thought she was going to say, like, oh, American Airlines laid her up. Guys, I don't know if she works for American Airlines. I'm just picking airline, (laughs) Or she's been on flights. But I don't think Christina's working. (laughs) I don't know if she ever worked here since now we know she's a liar. But she says she's been in Mexico taking a breather from all the negativity. But you know one thing I'll give Pristina? She's media savvy. She says all the negativity on me and Henry. So. <laughs> <laughs> and she claims that she's not watching the show. Huh? You're not watching the show, but you're watching the negativity. Okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> this woman is all sorts of something. But she kind of started seeing someone who likes to travel but it's casual and I just wrote down liar because I don't believe that she's seeing someone and I don't know why she had to add who likes to travel why is she always trying to take a dig
0: but it's also like with Christina you were like you know there's a lie somewhere so is it like <laughs> are you seeing someone are you hooking up with someone and calling it seeing someone because it sounds better because you can come to the show now and say see I'm not single <laughs> but even in your description it doesn't sound like the start of something great it sounds like some dude you're hooking up with when he's in town because he likes to travel <laughs>
1: like,
0: <laughs> or she went in to like, get someone and she's just like I'm seeing someone <laughs> I mean, she's hopeful but they're not serious yet like, the whole thing I was,
1: uh, was like, you don't know uh, how
0: to lie properly
1: yes there was a lot of qualifiers I'm like oh stop talking like when you're gonna lie keep it short and sweet the more you talk the more we suss it out and then, too, isn't there COVID? He likes to travel. What are you going to do now? We can't go anywhere for Americans. <laughs> but anyways, um, Harry says, um, I think Kevin asked how he feels about her dating. He's like, I'm indifferent. <laughs> and, Christina, and then, you know she's lying because Christina pipes in and she goes, you know, I mean, I still have a lot of alone time. What does that mean, my dear? <laughs> Just shut up and save yourself. <laughs> i just remembered how you said they gave you a lot of laughs it's just comical at this point it's just comical because this is her redemption stage and this is what she does to redeem herself and i'm just oh anyways so kevin asked henry if he has a girlfriend because i also heard the rumor that he had a girlfriend i was really hoping it was true but henry says that it is not true that he's not aware if he does have a girlfriend. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, if I
0: have a girlfriend, I don't know about her.
1: <laughs> but um, he does say that there are girls like in his DMs, and I really hope that one of it pans out. I mean, there's someone for everyone, so, you know, like we said last time, he's a good-looking guy. He seems to be a decent guy. His friends all vouch for him, so, you know, good luck to him. There wasn't really much. I'm glad they didn't spend that much time with them one-on-one, but I, I think they did in the group session which we're about to talk about
0: oh they saved the best for last <laughs> so then we get the group session it's the four couples and Olivia because Brett left early and Henry pipes in with well he bounced out of the bachelor party early so no difference here <laughs> they hate him <laughs> um, Henry thought he was obnoxious at the bachelor party and the way he acted throughout the process was not great either then they talk about how Christina warned Olivia. Christina said she'd been hearing things. From who and where? <laughs> From an unknown number.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Olivia
0: was like, I was shocked when I heard about it. And I feel bad for Kristen and he owes her an apology. See, this to me is just a bit too much. Kristen is really sitting at home waiting for an apology for something that happened at a party in February. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so no one talks to Brett except Woody
1: and even then it's a catch up right
0: I think Woody sends text messages that say are you alive are you okay because he referenced that but he didn't say whether he gets anything back when he says are you alive are you okay <laughs> and Bennett pipes in to credit Woody with checking in on everybody he he keeps up with everybody did you wonder who told Olivia about the bachelorette party Hmm. Oh, I believe, well, from Unfiltered, I remember that it was either Chris, I think it was Amani. I think Woody told Imani and Imani told Olivia. Okay. And not that anybody definitively said that they did, but just based on, like, she had heard it from someone. I. I it could have been any of the girls, really, but the husbands all told the wives and somehow it gave, got back to her. I would think if it was Christina, it would have come up right here, and it didn't. So I think it must have been one of the other wives. Okay. <sighs> uh, so then we go on a delightful home tour for the couples who are still together. Uh, we go with Bennett and Amelia first. Um, it's it's very small. It looks like it's probably... I got the sense that it was probably in, like, a downtown cute area of Richmond. Um, That was just a guess. <laughs> then we was there anything about the Bennett and Amelia home tour that you thought was cool or interesting? No, just like I had
1: um flashbacks with the blender. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> you put it at the blender.
0: But... but he handled it very carefully this time. So you yeah, couldn't he... you didn't have to be as afraid for his finger. Yes, he did. He did. Then we move on to Karen and Miles. Karen is wearing the couple the black couple TV couple t-shirt. Yes! Their kitchen looks amazing. And then we got a little flash of a calendar. The same calendar that caused all that trouble. <laughs> they pipe to a shoe rack. They make fun of the shoes. And then uh, Miles says, the best part is this next part. And then he counts. They go out of the house and they count out the steps. And a door is opened. And there's Imani and Willie. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute.
1: I was like, where are they going? What is happening? And when they did it, I, I think I rewound that scene. It was too cute for me. I couldn't handle it.
0: <laughs> their places are really nice. Like, those kitchens are really, like, they look so big. And they have the island. And they've got two yeah. bedrooms. Um, and it appears that their houses are, like, identical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they, you know. So they, then we see Woody and Amani's house. And it's a house. Then we, we come back to the group. I love how we just went on like a house tour. Oh, look how happy these couples are. Two of them are living down the street from each other. <laughs> and then we get to, then we get to drop our mood with Henry and Christina in the text message. Oh, so she, it was a lot of retread, but there were some new revelations. So before she approached Henry about it, she knew that she didn't think he was gay. Of course. Buzzword. <laughs> I don't think he's gay. <laughs> and then she says very mysteriously well i thought it was production because at the time we weren't getting along. she was not getting along with production
1: (laughs) oh christina is a character i'll tell you
0: that she (laughs) spiced up this season in her way and i'm thinking this is the thing i'm like would production do that i mean these people are shady as hell but do you think production would really do that absolutely i
1: don't in my mind and maybe it's based on that show unreal Production has no scruples. I mean, based on social media, they describe them as friendly and nice people, but I see vile ha, masterminds behind the
0: scenes. Let's just say that production sent that text message to her. How did she choose to handle it? She wouldn't let him see it, mm-hmm. because she's, she's, but she did say, it would be in your best interest to have my back. Yeah.
1: I should caveat that in this case, I don't think it's production. They don't like her that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I love how she's like, her excuses production and I weren't getting along. What? Um, like that tells us you and production weren't getting along in the beginning. This was the end. So at no point in this process were you and production getting along. <laughs> um so then they questioned this whole like reliable source, unknown number. And she went into more um oh, blackmail, not blackmail. And then he said, you told other people you thought I was gay. No, I didn't. (laughs) And then Henry utters the, you know, everybody's got a line of the night. And she said, he's like, (laughs) (laughs) I could be dealing with a disorganized blackmailer.
1: (laughs) And he says this in a straight face. That's what makes it even worse.
0: (laughs) And she finally, finally she didn't say the word blackmail. She, did, but she said she owns up to holding it over his head.
1: Yeah, I think she realized that there's nothing she was gonna say,
0: and the best strategy is just own up to it. So then Kevin Frazier pipes in and says, "This is beyond hysterical." At this point, did he say that? No, I don't recall. <laughs> okay, I think I think Henry said that. Um, yes. But Kevin Frazier asked, was the dishonesty a huge factor in ending your attraction to Christina? And he said on his wedding day, a number of his guests came up to him and told him that that five-year relationship that was crazy was with a married guy.
1: Do, do you think that was too far for him to mention? No. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> because... I may have been affected by Christina's tears just a tiny bit.
0: I'm glad you were, because I certainly was not. <laughs> just a tiny bit. <laughs> this, so this whole, like, oh, did he do a low blow? Did he, you know, okay. A long time ago, I recall watching Bethany Frankel on Watch What Happens Live. And it was when, to some of you people, this will mean nothing. But it was when uh, the Giudices had been indicted and were about to go to jail for not paying their taxes and mortgage fraud. And Bethany Frankel is, she doesn't reference whether it's good or bad to pay your taxes. She just says, if you're going to go on reality TV, your stuff is going to come out. Yes. And there's two factors to this. There's the Brett factor and the Karen factor where maybe like you will see personality traits that you didn't know you had. I'll give people a little bit more of a pass on that because how are you supposed to know? Like you don't know, maybe you don't know how bad your sarcasm comes off. And that's like a really hard thing for people to learn when they go on reality TV. But when it comes to your activities and the things that you've done, if you don't want to talk about them on national television, don't go on the show. If you don't want the whole world knowing that you were having a relationship for five years that was crazy with a guy who was married, don't go on it. And you know what? Your friends suck because they went to your wedding they talked to some people they had met that day and then it got back to your husband and he didn't want anything to do with you after he heard that. You guys never had a chance. <laughs> and whose fault is that? That is your fault, Christina. That's not Henry's fault.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's in the vibe of it seems everyone seems to be protecting her and not saying anything. So maybe because Henry just flat out said, I mean, it was with a married man <laughs> and he just wasn't. I'm like, whoa, we're we're laying things out in, in the open. So. <sighs>
0: did I think okay I'll give you this her tears were genuine when she said I'm ready for this to be over I don't think she was lying but I couldn't feel bad for her because I'm like this is your if you don't want people talking about your relationship on TV then don't go on TV
1: yeah
0: yep this is true so then she says I've apologized to him and if he can't tell I'm sincere in my apology, I don't know what else to do. And then I even had more respect for Henry in this next moment. Because when it comes to these reunions, they, they really want to get to that resolution and accepting the apology and blah, 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 blah. I mean, he acknowledges it, but he doesn't know if he accepts it. And he's still pretty pissed, and it's a crappy thing to do to somebody. He's yeah. entitled to that. Yep. Doesn't have to accept your apology just because you apologize. So then we move on to, like, a much better note. <laughs> um. They talk um, talk about how Miles and Bennett are apparently really good friends. And Woody is really good friends with Henry. And Woody, once, Woody's been reading the social medias, too. He's like, all these things they talk about, my dude. Henry is outgoing. He talks a lot. He's not that quiet. <laughs> he, did he call Henry a weirdo, though? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. But I, he, did he call him a weirdo, or was he just repeating what he's heard on the, on the interwebs?
1: Oh, I I, I didn't quite catch which one it was. I just heard him say, oh, he's a weirdo, or maybe it was the internet. Maybe I missed that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, they talk about how Miles is going to replace Woody with his BFF with Bennett, uh, and (laughs) then Woody's going to replace his BFF with Henry, and one day, Miles calls up Woody to be like, What are you doing? And Woody said he was at drinks with Henry and Miles was like, You didn't invite me? (laughs) (laughs) I love seeing this. I'm still not all friends. Yeah.
1: Like you said, they do like each other. Like actually like each other.
0: So then they talk about Miles and his DMs and he says, you know, he could he's he's happy he's married and you can like the pictures and stuff. He's like, give me my engagement for when I start my influencing. But I'm happily married.
1: And I will say, Karen seems so secure in the relationship. Like, I mean, go ahead, DM him. He's coming home to me.
0: I can't believe how much of a fan of Miles and Karen I am. (laughs) You guys are so cute. (laughs) Um, Kevin Frazier informs Bennett that at one point he was the number three trending topic on Twitter. That was news to me. (laughs) <laughs> and bennett is like that has no material impact on my life i think what he's saying is where is my money <laughs> 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 the, olivia talked about how in the beginning <laughs> social media was great and that it just didn't it didn't get so good <laughs> she said all of them being as close as we are helped out i'm assuming they've been providing emotional support for getting savaged on the socials yeah
1: and,
0: and then they did A Q&A session that i didn't really enjoy um <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) peeing in the shower make sure you floss three times a week blah 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 do you need to tell your spouse where you're going to be the chore list opposite sex friends blah 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 the only funny thing I thought was the hairstyle hairstyle change Mm -hmm. do you have to inform your spouse what did you think of that
1: um it was okay I mean none of it really stood out to me the only you know most interesting thing was when they said you have to tell them if you go out and Amelia and Bennett were like no you don't I'm like okay um I found it
0: interesting that when they were talking about hairstyle changes. Olivia piped in with something about taking out braids and and I was like how I did think I I've seen this? everything. How did I miss this? <laughs> I'm like this white woman can speak on national television about black people hair and actually be pretty accurate. And I don't want anybody to take offense at this, but I'm sorry, I live in a world where if I get my hair done, I will have to explain myself on Monday morning at work to a whole lot of white people. So I don't assume that they are that familiar with black people's hair. So good job, Olivia.
1: (laughs) I didn't get that. (laughs) That's pretty
0: good for her. Um, Then they talked about whether they would not, whether they would do it again. Olivia said she would do it again very surprising uh christina said she would not let other people get into her head girl don't ever go on tv again <laughs> 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 henry started talking about how the experience was like walking on glass barefoot for five miles <laughs> but if he were to do it again he would be more open yeah. um yeah so it was just I, it kind of felt like every i mean obviously the people who were happily married were like yeah great um, I think Karen was the one who said, you can never truly be prepared, no matter what you do. Yeah. Which and she I, said earlier.
1: I agree. I agree. I just, I, and, I, and I, I just still stand by the fact that if you know, and I'm glad it worked out, you know, for her. I just still stand by the fact that if you're one of people, where it takes you a while. Because what worked in her favor is the pandemic, But if you're one of those people where it takes you a while to get used to someone and you're slow to warm up, this is not the show
0: for you. I still stand by But you say that, but it was the show for Karen. And maybe it's because of, you know, kismet and fate and whatever. But if her and Miles have a happy marriage and a long life, then this was the show for Karen, no No, matter what kind of personality she has. But I said it's because of the pandemic. I know, but that was fate. That was luck. Or, you know, a pandemic that kills 250,000 people, you know.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, but in the long run, like, for the most part, like, it wouldn't have worked out if it was the regular thing and nothing worked out. But the show is not, I don't know. I, I still stand by it. Take your time over so, there.
0: So, they end with an announcement that filming has started in Atlanta. Mm hmm. And, Probably one of those people is someone that Tane will say they should have never been on this show, but they're there anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's always, I'm going to watch the special because I'm just, I want to know if the experts, like you always tell them, acknowledge the fact that, like, I want them to say things they've learned from previous seasons that they try not to repeat. Because it just seems like every season they do the same thing. And I think because this season is kind of a success, they're just going to, like, ride that, you know, wave and think they're doing the greatest thing. But I'm just curious to see if there's things they sit down, take notes, and think, like, oh, we got to do this different. I did see someone tweet that they're convinced that the experts sit there, match as a minimum of two successful couples, and the rest they do for TV.
0: I don't believe that because... Ben and Amelia could have been a train wreck. I think any couple has the capability to be a train wreck or be a disaster.
1: Yeah, but I think what they were trying to say is they put effort in some and some they don't. Because like Olivia and Brett, yes, they were mismatched from Jump. But why would you put someone who says they like fine dining, flying for vacations and doing things with someone who is like really deep in his budgeting and just like, nope, it's frivolous. I just... I still don't get that. Yeah, they have cats, but okay. Uh, this so I show think just has... That they put effort in some, and some they're just like, you know what, eh, hey, we'll
0: take our chances. Hmm. But I feel like sometimes when they take their chances, it works out. So it's it, yeah. As much as I, like, you know, love to rag on the experts, I don't necessarily... The matchmaking part, sometimes they do a bad job. Like, this Brat and Olivia travel versus no travel... This is why we have to watch this matchmaking special. Because I want to understand, like, what level of importance did they assign it? Like, if it was an aside, I could see how the experts would just be like, oh, it's not a big deal. Yes. So the
1: success rate, I don't necessarily put to them. Because just like even in real life without the experts or whatever, it's just luck if it's going to pan out or not due to a multitude of factors. But if you are going to call yourself an expert and you are going to match people let there be a basis. Like when I was single, the one thing I hated was someone say, Oh, I have someone I wanted to talk to, blah blah blah. And then I'm like, Oh, really? What do we have in common? I don't know, he's single, you're single, that's it. What? Oh. That's so annoying. It's so, so annoying. That's do we have- like, you put someone like Woody and Amani, you know that there was some thought in there, or Brett uh sorry, not Brett and Olivia, or Amelia and even Karen and Miles, I can see why they match them together. There was some thought into that. He has the patience. You know, she has a nurturing fact, you know, factor to her and all, all that kind of stuff, but there's certain people they're just like, eh, we're down to the... And then we have to factor in people who drop out because I think that was the case last season with Taylor and Brendan. Like yeah, if, I heard that, if, that rumor. Yeah, if it were me and I'm an expert and someone drops out or whatever, I'll drop the couple altogether. But if we're just like, man, we got to have a TV show, we're going to let's just throw this together and see what happens. So I'm inclined to kind of believe it. So even when it works out, it's not because they put so much thought in it. They were just hoping for the whatever, the best. And then if the best happens, cool. So I'm inclined to believe that they do put effort in some. And then for some, they're just like, eh, they have cats. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, for the group, the one thing, I took a uh, indirect shout-out to us when they were asking Bennett about um being famous or being recognized. He said, there's an amorphous group who talk about us that I'll never encounter. That would be <laughs> us. So, thank you for the shout-out, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aid,
0: who has your bouquet for the week? Karen and Miles. Aww. Just be, Yeah, just because they seem so happy. Even on Decision Day, it looked like they stayed together, but it didn't seem happy, if that makes sense. Yes. So I just loved their chemistry and their energy and their good humor. Because yeah. if you were to ask me of this season who has actually taken the most of hate on the internet, it's been Karen. But from the way people were talking, you would never like bl- like think that because she really didn't spend much time Dwelling on what random strangers yeah. on the internet <laughs> think of her. So yeah. good for her. Who yeah. has yours?
1: Um, I think mine is a combination of the Randalls and the Williams. Um, I really, 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 really love that scene when they were all together and just all being friends. So it's like, you know, that black boy joy of Miles and Witty just being happy with their spouses. I will give a shout out. I am willing to eat crow because I again I'm one of the people that were hard on Karen. But their social media convinced me. I'm glad that they're happy. And I hope it works out. And she did handle all the hate with grace. She doesn't seem like as angry as Olivia seems. So <laughs> she's just like, I know. my. She seems secure and like, I know myself. I know what I share with Miles. Miles knows me. And that's all I care about. And that is very admirable. So,
0: yeah. And not easy. Not easy at all. Yeah. And
1: who has your burnt ashes?
0: Uh, mainly Brett, but you know, Brett and Olivia together. Brett for dipping out on the group discussion. Um, it was, this is where you could, Kevin's not there because if this was a regular one, Kevin would have chased his ass down and made him come back. Mm -hmm. Um, I could never go on a reality TV show and imagine the kind of like scrutiny and criticism, people talking about your appearance and all that other stuff. Um, but it is kind of what you sign up for and the least you could do is see it through to the end. Yeah. And Olivia, because I really think she's better than this, then to focus on someone who is not an important part of her life. And I really wish her nothing but the best.
1: Yes. Um I'm just gonna echo everything you said. They have my burnt ashes too and I hope they learn and I hope they move forward and I hope Olivia gets to unpack those anger in this phase of her life and just really find true love and be happy. I really hope she finds someone who wants the same things. That she wants also. So yeah. So guys. This is it for this season. It has been such, such a pleasure doing this. And thank you guys for being so kind. And for making this journey easier. We were just two friends who sat all the time. Started to talk about something serious. And ended up talking about Married at First Sight. And it turned into this. And you guys are interested in what we're saying. And you interact with us. And we're truly, truly grateful for that. So... Continue until the new season starts in January. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AltacallMafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. And you can also email us with the same handle
0: at gmail.com. And we are looking forward to enjoying the holidays and then coming back with a new season uh, in Atlanta in January. Um, But remember, in the meantime, you can hear our bonus episodes on our Patreon www.patreon.com forward slash altar call m-a-f-s we're available everywhere you listen to podcasts and make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss us when we come back in january
1: oh we have this is it it. this is it bye guys But before we go i do want to say i think this is one of the best seasons of this show oh for agreed. This is one of the best. It's not like any we've had before. I don't even know which I could compare it to. There's not so much angst. The people actually like each other. And it was great. It was Everything about it was great. Pandemic notwithstanding.
0: I will say this. This is the least terrible group of people they've ever assembled. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Every other season had that one person who really dragged down the average, no matter how great everybody else was. Christina is just not as bad as she could be.
1: Anomaly, but still. all right guys thank you and see you later bye at grand canyon university we believe in equal opportunity and the american dream starts with